Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. And I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, and Legler is just the best guy in the entire world. Tim Legler has a little more downtime between his appearances on First Take, and he's just good enough to sit in here and hang out with me on ESPN Radio, which I really appreciate. And we were just diving into the future of the Western Conference, if you're just joining us. Uh, we're talking about Memphis, and, and, and it looks to me like they're going to get bounced here um, by the Warriors. But the Warriors, who I think are the team to beat in the West, they're aging, and the Suns, who are the best team, deserve to be considered the best team as they have been pretty much all year in the NBA, um, not just the Western Conference. You know, Chris Paul is obviously aging. We'll see what the machinations of that thing are. So, again, for you just joining us, we're trying to figure out who's going to step into that void in the West. And the answer is like any of five teams. We could see so many teams being really good in the West. None of them are the Lakers. And that <laughs> brings me back to a conversation we had yesterday here, Legs, and that is – Stephen A. said last week the Lakers should consider trading LeBron James. And that gets everybody all upset. What I said yesterday was not only is that right, he should want them to. LeBron James, if his primary focus in life right now at his age, look, he's accomplished everything you can accomplish, is to live in a place he wants to be where his family is comfortable and all the rest of that, and he wants to play it out in L.A., great. God bless him. He's more than earned the right to make that decision. But I don't think that's what he wants. I think he wants to continue chasing championships. He's still more than good enough to do that. And if so, I can't think of too many places I think he has less chance of doing it in the next year or two than the team that he currently plays for. All right, so how how I would view that whole conversation is I don't don't think it's reality that it would ever happen. I don't think it would happen. That what would happen? LeBron James would get traded. I just don't think that it would happen unless – he went to them and specifically said, I, I, I want to go somewhere else. I completely agree with you about he still wants to win, but I also think LeBron James is in that, that great place that an athlete can get to, an elite-level athlete, the guys that we judge based on whether they win or not, okay? That level of athlete, right? Because they didn't judge me on that, whether I won or not. It was great right. if I did, and maybe I'd get credit if I contributed to it, right? And maybe I'd get beat up if I played poorly in a particular game, but at the end of the day, no one cares they care a lot about guys like LeBron James winning. Guys like us that do this for a living and talk about this stuff, right? He's at that great place where I genuinely believe he's past the point of caring what other people think. He thinks, and if you listen to him talk, my resume speaks for itself. I'm good with what it's been. And yes, he wants to win, but he also wants to enjoy the process as much as anything. Whatever that means for him. So if that means living in L.A. and being there, and that's where his roots are now, and he likes that then that's what it's about for him more than anything else. And hey, by the way, if you can get me some players to help me win, great. And I'm going to try to win every year. But I think he's past the point of caring what his critics think. And clearly he's past the point, by the way, to your point. If he does demand to be traded, he's also past the point of anybody criticizing him. Oh, here he goes, chasing it again, right. going some other because he made that decision the day he went to Miami. Like and he had he had to burn that. 
that, that idea that he wasn't going to be criticized by anybody, went to bed that night. Then he did it again, went to L.A., and if he does it again with another team, so be it. He's not losing any sleep over what other people think and dissect. That is a beautiful place to be. That's why this year he got beat up when he said, I'm having a time of my life out here playing, and people just driving off the road in the L.A. freeways couldn't <laughs> believe that he said it. It's blasphemous. It's treasonous for an athlete to say that. I'm like, no, it's not. Not for a guy that's accomplished all that. What he's basically saying was, I still love playing basketball. And this has been fun for me to be on the court and playing at a high level. So it's still fun. Am I trying to win? Yes, I am. But I'm not going to sit there and lose sleep every night, waking up in the middle of the night you know, with PTSD because I lost a series and people are beating me up over it. He's past that point, and it's a beautiful place for an athlete to get to. See, I hear what you're saying. I don't know LeBron I mean, personally well enough to know if I see his mindset being that way or not. I'm reading the tweets that he's putting out last week. He's obviously watching all these games. Sure. He's tweeting about the games while they're going on. He had one tweet that was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never missing the playoffs. I need to be out there. I know only from having been around Jordan as much as I was back in the day, he would never have been okay with that. Like if they were losing, he would. I don't think he would have been okay with that. He came back at 40 to play for the Wizards, or however old he was, 38, Um I don't think he would have been okay with that. Like, I, I think it would have bothered, the losing would have, forget about what the critics say, and I'm not even talking about if, if what the critics are going to say about LeBron. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, I don't think a guy like him can tolerate losing. But here's what, I'll, here's what I will say. Michael, uh, LeBron James is the most over-scrutinized athlete in the history of the NBA. Right. It's not even close. Right. And there becomes a point it's at which timing. there's an oversaturation of criticism right. to the point where it doesn't affect you anymore. That's what I'm saying. Does he still want to win? He absolutely does. But he's not going to allow the outside noise anymore to affect him to the point that he feels hollow or empty because he didn't get it done this year because he doesn't have as many rings as Michael Jordan does. I just think he's past it. And I think that's good for him mentally to be there. Doesn't mean, you know, he's just going to cruise the rest of his career and not care about winning. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not the kind of thing that's going to eat him alive that the way that it would have five or six years ago. And I think that's just a natural progression as he sees the end of his career is much closer than the, than the, than the prime. Yeah. That, that's fair. Look, I, again, I don't know. You're, you're closer to him and to the situation than I am. We'll see what they wind up doing one way or another. I don't see the Lakers getting back. And in, 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 I don't see them playing. I'm not even 100% sure they make the playoffs next year in the Western Conference if, if they're healthy. I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis, you, just, you go down the list of players. You mentioned it's not realistic. To say, I forget what context you use that in. Realistic but, for the Lakers to, to trade. No, no, but no, but you said that someone being healthy is not a oh, oh the Kawhi, Clippers. Clippers. for the Clippers to remain healthy. Yeah. I don't know that it's realistic to assume Anthony yeah. Davis is going to be That's healthy. Fair. And by the way, I see that. I guess there was some sort of moratorium on the statement I gave you that if you ever brought this up again, our friendship was over. <laughs> fair enough. That's okay, true. because you did it, and I warned you, but and the time went by, and I forgot about it. You sucked me right into this conversation. But we're happy. You're, 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 you're slick, my friend. We're, we're, we're in a, a post Lakers uh, era now here as as the league is just and guess what the league goes on and, wow and they're running fast and and i mean this the playoffs have been really fascinating good. players and teams to watch every night are we in a post super team era which is to say mm. with the with the nets getting bounced when they did i've had people say to me that's the end of super teams and you look at i mean the teams that are, are together they are super which is to say they have a lot of great players but generally 
they're homegrown or more naturally put together, and they don't have three or four superstars that make the rest of it not fun. I don't know that it's – I would not put that to bed. I think that's just going to be a case-by-case basis, right? Guys are always going to be thinking about playing with other star players. But I do think, to your point, when you look at the top guys right now, it's easier to envision with this group of guys I'm going to mention staying in one place for a really long time. I mean, Giannis already re-signed in Milwaukee, right? Kind of get a feeling that Nikola Jokic might be in Denver right. for a really long time. Right. Luka Doncic probably going to stay in Dallas for a really long time. It looks like John Morant is loving things right now in Memphis. I said, have said this many times, and part of this was because of my experience on the AAU circuit and coaching all those years. I said, players now are already thinking about their next stop before mm-hmm. they're drafted. Right, It used to be guys were drafted, and you really didn't think about that. You thought, well, okay, this is my franchise. This is what I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win and become as good a player as I can. And you don't think about playing beyond that. That's not the case anymore. You're, you're kind of already doing that because relationships are established at a young age now. These guys are able to connect in ways that you never could before when you're 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Those relationships are formed, so I think that the – the, the threat of super teams developing is always going to be there. It just so happens there's a unique group of, of guys or faces of the league right now that are great players on really relevant teams that kind of feel like that group might not go anywhere, but there's always going to be guys out there coming along that might well, do it. The guys you just named are all in their 20s, and most of them are in their, in their early 20s. So hopefully we're entering an era like that. Okay, I, I, I'm remiss if I let you go without bringing up James Harden. That's tonight. So Philly at Miami, how do you see the series? What do you expect from Harden? Where are we in that? Well, we've been saying all along, right, this just is in his lap. It's all about James Harden. And then he goes off the way he did in game four, and he answers that, and he gets 31 and takes over the game. And so where are we now? Well, it's right in James Harden's lap. That's where we're at. Because you're going to expect now, based on that, you say, okay. Because I was saying I didn't think I would see that again. From James Harden, certainly not in this postseason, not the way he's played for a couple of months. I'm on record repeatedly as saying, and I'm not going to let one game think, well, that's now the norm going forward. It's not a trend. Mm-hmm. He played great, and give him credit now. He had, his legs look good, he, good separation on his three, good lift, great timing of his release, which his shot had been so flat, and you could tell he had no faith in it going in. He looked sure of it the other night, right? So now you say, okay. That's great. He has found his confidence. He had an imprint on a series the way he needed to. Now let's see what happens in terms of any sort of adjustment that Spolster makes against him. Or if he doesn't, can he replicate something like that? Now here's the thing. I'm starting to get convinced. Maybe they don't need him to be that every night. Just don't be horrific. right? Don't be 3 for 17 with 7 turnovers. Can't overcome that because you have the ball too much. Just be at no worse than solid. Because then Maxi can be maybe really, really good to great on that night in addition to what you kind of know what you're going to get with Embiid. Maxi's emergence now makes it so maybe we don't need Harden to be that Harden, but you just can't be a guy that has one of those three for 14s where you're scratching your head. He looks on a lack of aggressiveness. He's not getting to the line. He's turning the ball over. He doesn't do anything in the fourth quarter. Like that can't happen. And the Sixers have a legitimate chance to win this series. I know I think the Heat are still in the driver's seat. They have two out of three at home. Just hold home court. You're going to win the series. Harden, to me, still the most fascinating figure in the entire postseason. Look, it, there was a moment in time when he first went to Philly that you and I thought they had an excellent chance to be the best team in the East. No question. And if the Har- 
if the James Harden we thought they were getting then reemerges, they can be. Right? No question about it, because they've got the most unique physical force in Embiid in the entire conference. They've got him. He, there's just no answer for what he does. Skill and power combined in that body, it defies biophysics that he can be that skilled with that kind of power in his game. So they've got this unique force. Now they've got this young, emerging, all-star caliber guard in Maxi. Tobias Harris, solid. So the question is going to be, can Danny Green, Niang, Shake Milton, this group of, of, of role players, that's, can they continue to shoot like this? It's two games in a row, 16 for 33. Two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Miami, meanwhile, 7 for 35 the other night. So, like, that can't continue. Miami's better than that, and I don't think Philly is this good at shooting three. So there's still a lot more to find out about these teams going forward. All we have right now is a best of three, and Miami holds home court. So it's really going to come down to can Harden be good enough in at least two of those three games to give them a realistic chance of winning? We're going to find out. I got a lot of legs go. They get a knee John for a sake. Thank you so yeah, much, man. my Anytime. man. I so appreciate it. We'll got keep it. doing this as the week goes on. Coming up next, I've got my green list today. It is the five breakout stars of this year, uh, this year's NBA postseason. Plus, we'll have some time for your calls coming up. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What a good guy Legler is, right? No, no, he's good enough to... Actually, let me bring Bubba in. We haven't heard from Bubba yet today. Uh, Legler has just a couple of segments off in between his spots on, uh, on, on first take, and he just walks across the hall, just sits in here and hangs out and talks basketball. That's a good guy, right? Oh, great. I mean, I remember all the times back on Mike and Mike, he was a constant fill-in. All, all the times he would fill in. So much fun back in the day. He's a very good guy. Didn't have time here to have him tell my favorite story. Uh, but Great the, stories, on and off the air. He tells great stories. Absolutely. And the story that he tells about the night that Jim Lynham, when coaching the then probably Washington Wizards, that wouldn't go back to the Bullets, I don't think, whatever the name of the basketball team was in Washington then, um, 
that Legler's on that team, and George Murison. Oh, the Murison story is the best. Is guarding Shaq, and they make the decision that they're gonna they're gonna have Murison just guard him straight up, one on one, no help. They're gonna stay at home on the shooters and try and beat them that way. And you just have to hear him tell the story. It's about as good a story as we ever had back in the Mike and Mike days. Anyway, that reminds me of something I I forgot to say when I had him on. So let me bounce this off you, Nuno. This is what I do if I'm Phoenix. I used to say when I would cover the Bulls back in Michael's day, the Bulls were unbeatable, unbeatable. When Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, and or someone else, whether it was the early days, whether it was Paxson or B.J. Armstrong or Horace or the later uh, iterations of that team, whether it was Harper or Kukoc or whoever else was there, at, you know, in each of those years, Craig Hodges was there for a little while. And I used to say this all the time. If I were playing them, here's what I would do. For the first three quarters of the game, I would let Michael Jordan beat me. I would say he is good. Michael Jordan's going to score 70 tonight. And I'm not letting anyone else see the ball. Because if Michael is singled all night long, he's never passing it to anybody. So I'm going to let Michael go off. And because those guys would have a tendency to just disappear. They would drift away into the ether. Then in the fourth quarter, I'm putting everybody I've got on Michael. And on a night where those guys have not been involved in the offense... I'm now going to say, all right, now you guys go ahead and beat me. And that's how I would go up against, if I'm Phoenix, if I'm Monty Williams, the coach of the year, if I'm them, that's what I'm doing with Luka. Because Legler made the point, well, you got to pick your poison. Either you let Luka beat you or you let the three-point shooting beat you, but you can't do both. They're letting them do both. Well, that's exactly right. I'm staying home on all those other guys. I don't want Dinwiddie or Finney Smith or any of these other guys to even see the ball. Let Luka score 40 in the first three quarters, then double him when the game gets good in the fourth quarter and see if anybody else can beat you then. What do you think of that strategy? Nuno. It's going to – that's what they should do because – and that will work, right? They win game three based upon the fact of the Mavs. Jalen Brunson shows finally shows up in that series, scores – you know, scores 28. On Sunday, it was Dorian Finney-Smith. So, yeah, it's like just do what you want. Like you can have – Luka can have 40 in the first three quarters and then at that point in time, Bridges, who – Mikhail Bridges, defensive – who – I don't know. Did you end up voting for him as defensive? Yes, I did. He was my defensive player of the year. Like, where's he been? Like, I feel like this notion and, you know, before the series was how great defensively he was against uh, Luka this year and during the regular season games. I haven't seen that. You know, if you're that good, if you will allow Luka to get his 40 in the first three quarters and then lock him up and then make these other guys hit shots and see if they can do it. Did you know that according to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year? If you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter, with technology that finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. All right, next. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green List. All right, so there's a similarity, I think. Today's Green List is going to be my five breakout stars of the NBA playoffs. And, I, and I'm and i doing it this way because I feel like sort of like the NCAA tournament, 
as the NCAA basketball season is going on, there's a lot of names you hear a lot, but you don't watch all the games. So you don't really have a sense of what it's like to watch these players and hear how good they are. And then, and then you watch them play in the tournament and you say, oh, okay, that's who that is. That guy really is that kind of special. The playoffs are kind of like that as well, I think. In the NBA, there's a lot of names that I think the fans hear a lot, but they don't really see them play all the time. If it's not in your market, if it's not one of the glamour teams. So I'm going to pick the five players that you're watching in these playoffs and you're saying, oh, now I know what all the hype is about. These guys have emerged in this postseason. Here we go. Number five. Five is Brandon Ingram. I was telling you all year long, Brandon Ingram is a star in the NBA. He is a top-level player. And in the two play-in games, he averaged 29 points. In the playoffs, he's averaged 27, six rebounds, six assists, shot 41% from three. Brandon Ingram is a developing star in the NBA. And if they should ever get, God help us, if Zion Williamson should come back and actually be healthy, the Pelicans are going to be no joke. And I'm not convinced Ingram isn't going to be their best player anyway. He is a fabulous player. He was drafted second after Ben Simmons. I said it then. I was right, and I continue to be right. He should have been the first pick. Number four. Anthony Edwards was once the first pick. Anthony Edwards, I thought, was magnificent in the playoffs. In the play-in game, he had 30 points. In the playoffs, he six games, he averaged 25 points, shot 40% from three. He's built like a truck. And this, that's a guy who is probably one of the least talked about first overall picks I can ever remember. But he, I think he's spectacular. I think he is a star waiting to happen. Him and Carl and Anthony Towns, that's another reason why I think the Western Conference is just getting better and better. Number three. Number three is Tyrese Maxey. I think that is a name people knew a little bit more. The Sixers are probably a team you see on television across the country a little bit more often. You remember him from Kentucky, but boy, is he great. He averaged 18 points in the regular season. He's averaging 22 in the playoffs, shooting over 51% from the floor. Tyrese Maxey has emerged as their second best player. They just need Harden to be good. Maxey's ready to be the, the Robin to Embiid's Batman. He's that kind of good. So that's a name you already knew. It's a player you've probably seen, but he really has emerged in this postseason. Number two. Jordan Poole is two. Jordan Poole is a player that I think uh, Tim Legler was telling me I should have voted for him for most improved. I didn't. I gave that to Darius Garland. But Poole's a guy who was in the G League not that long ago, and look at him now. He has become a significant option on that team. He's averaging 22 points, five assists, shooting 54% from the floor and 44% from three in the playoffs. He has, that is a, there are now three Splash Brothers. That's what it feels like when you watch them, right? Steph and Clay have been the Splash Brothers to great acclaim, the greatest shooting backcourt of all time, one of the great backcourts period of all time. Jordan Poole fits into that like a glove, and he makes it younger. He can spell either of those guys, and he can play with them. That death lineup they have, we will see it again. Jordan Poole has emerged. He's a, he's a legit NBA top-level player. Number one. But number one is Ja. Uh, ja Morant, you already knew how good he was, but Ja Morant has elevated now to superstar level. I, I think that's a term we sometimes overuse in sports, particularly in basketball, but he fits the suit. He 100% belongs on the superstar level in pro basketball today. You don't need the numbers to tell you why. But in the playoffs, he's averaging 27 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. He has 6 double-doubles in 9 games. The injury, obviously, is a terrible shame. But John Morant has become one of the top players in all of basketball in this postseason. 
I'm being told, by the way, that the Heat have ruled out Kyle Lowry for tonight. He's limping. It's tough to watch him. So that's obviously a bad loss for them as they get set to play game five. Tonight, let's get your calls up now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The topic is, what do you want to know? You ask a question, I'll give you an answer. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Greeny, we roll along here with you on ESPN Radio. Just to sort of put a ribbon before we get to the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll do those in just a few moments as the rest of the country joins us. But I'm told I want to hear what Perk said. So, Perk, was this on first take yesterday, guys? Perk was on, and he was talking about a potential trade in the NBA. Let's hear it. I said, Stephen A., that if I'm the Lakers, I would really consider trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving. And let me explain why, okay? I think that it's time for both franchises, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, to get a new change, okay? Both of them. And I think the players need a new change. I wouldn't mind seeing Kyrie Irving back with LeBron James, a guy that he went to finals with and won the championship, had one of the greatest runs to a championship in NBA history. And I also wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Davis uh, team up with Kevin Durant in the Eastern Conference. So that's an interesting one. Kyrie for AD, straight up. Nuno, who says no? I I think the Nets because I think that Kevin Durant says no. So I think that's the biggest caveat in this, right, is which superstar says no, Kevin Durant or LeBron James? Well, there are four superstars involved, right? You've got LeBron, you've got KD, you've got AD, you've got Kyrie. Of the four of them, how many of them would like to see it happen? It's it's a really interesting question. I, I think it would make both teams better. I think the Lakers, well... See, the, the problem is that you can't factor in Anthony Davis being healthy. I don't know. I, I think that Kyrie, well, and you can't, you can't count on Kyrie being there every game either. So I, I keep talking myself out of pretty much every idea that I have here. I think ultimately the Nets don't do it. And I think the Lakers don't do it. I, I don't think either side does it. But it would, it would be extremely compelling theater. Which team improves the most in their conference with that trade? Like we've been, you've been saying, hey, the Lakers <coughs> might not even be a a playoff team next year if they're healthy. But if you swapped Kyrie and AD, and they're you're getting a full a full season, whatever that is, which one is the better team? Excuse me, I took a sip of water. It went down the wrong way. I think the I think the answer is that the team that improves more is the Lakers, um, because 
by trading away Harden for Simmons, you know, you've you've lost another one of your just dynamic scorers. And and Anthony Davis isn't really that. I guess Simmons and, and AD would be a fascinating combination. It's not something I, I have really given a lot of thought to, but we should, because I like the concept. Let's continue in 15 seconds. I am Greeny. I'm coming to you live, as always, above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. I have a big question to ask my main man, Bubba. We'll do that in a few minutes. And then I will ask it to you as well. But first, you're going to ask me the questions. In 30 seconds, we'll get to your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. The topic is, what do you want to know? You'll ask me a question, I'll give you an answer. And we'll do that after these 30 seconds from Straight Talk Wireless. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. Cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering the $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. All right, let's go to the phones here again. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN is my number, and Bubba is my man right now working the phones. Let's see how we do. Bubs, who's up first? Yeah, first up, we'll go to Scott. All right, Scott, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you want to know? Hey, what up, guys? How you doing? First, let me say your, your picks were spot on on, on the, the NBA stars, and yeah. that's a good look for the NBA. But uh, I just want to think about this. If the Sixers don't advance, should Doc Rivers be let go? And if they do advance, do you think the Sixers are going to keep them? Well, so that's a, it's an interesting question. Nuno, you asked me that yesterday. Has Doc Rivers done enough to save his job? I don't know if that's really the way I'd frame this, which is to say they all have to get together. All right? So you've got ownership. You've got Daryl Morey, who we all understand has a point of view. You have Doc. You have Embiid. And you have Harden. I think all of them have a say in what happens next. The bigger question than the coach is Harden, which is like Josh Harris runs that franchise, right? He's the principal owner. Does he sign off? You know, Daryl wants to give the Supermax or whatever the max is they can give now to Harden. Does ownership sign off on that? Like, are they hitching their wagon to Harden? And if so, then does it make sense to make a coaching change to someone who more lends himself directly to that, the obvious choice being Mike D'Antoni? What do you think, Nuno? Oof. If, do you do that? And here's the caveat with uh, Doc, and I know Fanatics, those guys, the guys who run, uh, Michael Rubin owns, are owner of this Fanatics. Doc has a contract that runs through 24-25 at $8 million a year. That's another caveat that. So you're going to give James Harden $250 million, and then you're paying uh, Doc $24 million to go away or whatever the, the amount is. I don't know. I, I, if I'm Joel Embiid, I probably don't sign off on you know, bringing, in, uh, bringing in D'Antoni and realizing that I'm going to have to live with those two for the next couple of years. So, Scott, I don't mean to duck the question, but I think there's a lot of moving pieces to it. Part of it might even depend on how it ends. Like, I think a lot of people were praising Doc for some of the, the moves he's made in this series so far against Miami and Spolstra, who I think a lot of people, myself included, consider to be as good a coach as there is. So a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of basketball still to be played, if you will, to make that decision. But I think you're thinking the right way. I, I think that decision gets made right after this series wraps up. If they win this series, I don't think there's any way they change things, no matter what happens from there. Uh, Bubba, ESPN Radio, who's next? 
Next up is Mr. Black. All right, Mr. Black, what do you want to know? I want to know, how y'all doing, first of all? I want to know about the New Orleans Pelicans. Say we make the playoff, like a number two or three seed, and we don't advance past the first round. You think the Pelicans going to get rid of the um, Zion or B.I.? Are, is this a scenario in which Zion is the star of the team? I'm going to say co-star. Neither one could be a star by himself. Both of them need each other, really. Well, I, look, if, if with Zion, the only question is health. The question is not about the talent. The, the talent is extraordinary. He's unlike anybody I've ever seen. So, Mr. Black, I think that if we're living in a world next year where Zion plays most of the season healthy, let, let's say he plays 60 games, and they're a two or a three seed, then you don't even consider breaking that up. Now, I have no idea what Zion wants. I hear the same thing you hear, which are all these whispers that the family wants him out of there and they want him in a new place. I have no idea why. Um, Is it the market size? I I really don't know. But I've said many times, a a, a fence or a a link, a gate, whatever it is, it's only as strong as it's weakest, whatever. Like the NBA is is, it's in a good place. If John Morant is in Memphis and Zion Williamson is in New Orleans and those teams are really good and relevant, that's fine. Are people not watching Golden State and Memphis? I just got a note. Golden State and Memphis, our show was like the highest rated show that we've had in a long time. That's Memphis. It's because of Ja. You put the stars on the floor and the fans will watch. So Zion can be in New Orleans and Ja can be in Memphis and it'll be all fine. So I don't think he leaves there. I think the bigger question is, do we ever get a healthy season? out of Zion. Do we ever see that? I hope he doesn't just decide he wants to go to some bigger city because it's a bigger city. I, I don't think it makes sense, and we may be beyond that anyway. Thank you for the call, Mr. Black. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is T. All right. What did you say? P- key? T. The letter T is in Tom. Just the letter T. Apparently. All right. T. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you want to know? Hey, how you doing, Greeny? Good. Is your name T-E-E, or is it? Or are you just giving us well, an initial? It's, a, it's an initial. My name is Trotsky, but I tell people T because they can't say it. You know, too many people can't say it. I got you. Okay. I like it. What do you want to know, T? Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, with the escalating uh, uh, rise of NFL quarterbacks, what's the, what's the value of one Super Bowl? You see what I'm saying? Like, is, is one Super Bowl worth $200 million, $300 million? You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's not my money. So, I mean, for me, I've lived my whole life rooting for one team. You know what team that is. And I've never seen them win the Super Bowl. I'm too young to have seen the only time they did. So, is it worth $200 million of Woody Johnson's money to me? (laughs) Or whoever the owner of the team you root for's money it is? I'd say yes. The question is, if you're talking about signing a quarterback hamstringing yourself to the cap. I think I'm, I'm, as I sit here thinking through, I think I'm better understanding your question, T. Is it worth tying up whatever you're tying up in capital to sign Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, 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 who are the other, Aaron Rodgers, whatever it is. If it's going to hamstring you going forward, if it gets you one championship, was it worth it? And I think the answer is yes. I think one championship in pro football is invaluable. And it's the hardest one to win. It has so many variables, as evidenced by the fact that Aaron Rodgers might be as good as any quarterback that that has ever played the game, and he's only won it once. So the answer to your question, if you're asking me, is it worth tying up all that money in a quarterback, I would respond with a question, which is, can you find one who'll do it for less? 
Tom Brady did it for less all those years, and it's not a coincidence that he kept winning. Aaron Rodgers didn't take a penny less. Patrick Mahomes didn't take a penny less. Deshaun Watson didn't take a penny less. I don't blame them. They should get all the money they can get. Lord knows they are worth it and then some. But it unquestionably diminishes your chances of winning. That's two linebackers you don't have. And you never know when one of those linebackers winds up making the play that puts you over the top. So the answer to your question is yes, the championship is invaluable. But the best scenario is to find yourself a quarterback who will do it for a little bit less. Let me take one more, Bubba. Who you got? Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. All right, Richard, go. Uh, What would you like to know? Hi, Greeny. Two quickies. We have three series in the NBA at two and two. That means there's a good chance that three of them can go to Game 7's Sunday, May 15th. Yes. Combine that with the hockey, two out of the four series, 2-2, and on Sunday. There's a good chance on Sunday we can have five Game 7s. All right, my second point, Marcus Smart made the third greatest play I've ever seen in the history of sports. The <laughs> second greatest was the cheetah play when he backed up. Yeah. The greatest play I've ever seen in sports was Paul Westfall, 76 playoff against the Celtics, calls a timeout that he doesn't have to get the ball at half court. They're down by one. That makes it two because Charlie Scott hits the technical. But Mark is smart on Sun on Saturday, made two great plays. First of all, he went up for that shot. It's questionable, but he did go up for the shot. Then he hit the ball hard off the backboard, crazing the rim, and he charged in. I've never seen that in pro basketball, three shots at the final basket on a tip-in on a foul shot. That was unbelievable. I've never seen it. Marcus Smart, the third greatest play I've ever seen in 60 years of watching sports. I love you, Richard. That's a great call. That was one of the best intentionally missed free throws I've ever seen. I totally agree with you. So we're sitting in the room watching, and we're thinking, is he going to? Do they make the foul shot and then foul, and, and try and and you know make the two? They get the free throw and then come back, and we realize they can't do it because they had a foul to give. The Celtics couldn't. It would have to have fouled twice. I think they were four point eight seconds when he was taking the foul shot, and so we realize they have, still have a foul to give. Two three seconds are going to go off the clock. It's too much time, so he's got to miss it on purpose. And you're right, Richard. He executed that so well. They had. Excellent chances to uh, tie that game off that missed free throw. I want to go back to the first thing he said. So we could have three NBA game sevens and all the NHL game sevens on Sunday. Now, the chances are we won't get all of them, but it sure would be delightful if we get a bunch of them. I do know for a fact, because this impacts my life greatly, that if we have any of the game sevens on Sunday, then we'll be here doing those. If none of those series go to a Game 7, they're going to move up the start of the East Final, and we're going to be wherever that is on Sunday. So we're going to have a Game Sunday no matter what, but I sure would love it to be three Game 7s. That would be a delightful way for me and all of us to spend our Sunday. Let's root for it. Richard, great call. Everybody, thank you for the calls. I want to finish it today with an interesting question. The mayor of Dallas jumped on a Twitter exchange there was a someone tweeted a question about where they should put an NFL expansion franchise. And the mayor of Dallas jumped in and said, put one here. Put one in Dallas. Give us a second team. And he subsequently tweeted something I did not know, which is that Dallas is on the verge of surpassing Chicago as the third largest metro area in the country. And thus, they would be the biggest metro area that doesn't have two teams. New York does. L.A. does. And so he wants a second team in town. Very quickly, Bubba, as a Cowboy fan, let me just ask you, how would you feel about there being a second team 
a second NFL team in Dallas sharing the spotlight with your beloved Cowboys? Uh, I think it would be kind of pretty funny. I think I kind of, I don't know. I think I kind of want to see it. Um, I, I can go for an AFC team. You know, obviously I'm not, I'm not living in there, so I'm not necessarily going to go root for them. But I think it would be fine. I think, it, I honestly I think they would do well. I mean, especially if they're saying that the city is growing and it's that big. You're talking about the state that loves football. The college is great. High school football is so huge. I think they would support an AFC team. I don't think people are going to defect and all of a sudden not root for the Cowboys. But if you're saying there's an AFC team, I honestly think they would do pretty well. Okay, fair enough. And then what, what did you say? So Nuno? I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Or for you. Oh, uh, here we go. What is this going to be? Two teams in Dallas. Which one wins a Super Bowl first? This is why, <laughs> this is why he wants another uh, team in, in the city. It's like, hey, Dallas hasn't won a Super Bowl since, what, 95? We haven't had a victory parade. Give me the Chargers. The Chargers should be in Texas somewhere because L.A. doesn't want them. And, hey, they have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. We get a parade and everything is good. Right to think of that, Bubs. I mean, again, I'm not going to root for whatever team moves there. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to. I'm so, not going to root for whatever other team is there. I think it would be cool for the people that are there right. in Dallas. So, so I do think they would support question. this other team. But here's the question I really wanted to ask because you bring up the most important point. You don't live in Dallas. You're not from there. You're one of right. these carpet bagging fans from yeah. other places. But for those of you who live in a city that has one team, do you want another team? Like, I grew up in New York, and there was a time when the Jets didn't exist, but not in my lifetime. I then covered sports in Chicago forever. Chicago, as we speak, is the biggest city that doesn't have a second NFL team. Do you want one? Like, I covered the Bears. That's where I, I got my start. I covered the Bears. I did sports talk shows for three and a half years talking about football. Chicago is a football nuts city. I know that you saw them lose their minds when the Cubs won the World Series. And obviously, when Michael was there, it was a basketball town. But at its core, Chicago was a football town. And that's because of the Bears. Do you want another team? Like, would you root for them just because they say Chicago on them? Or if you're in Houston, or if you're in any other city that doesn't have one, New York and L.A. are the only teams that do. So if, if you're in another city, do you want another team? Would you root for them? Nuno, would you root? Well, see, again, you're a New York Giant fan, so you got two teams here. But, like, if you're living in Chicago, I got to call up and get Sylvie on the phone or something like that. Maybe you'll do that tomorrow. If they offered you another team, do you want it? Like, I get why the city would want it, but if you're just a fan, just purely for your fandom, Nuno, do you think you want another team in your town? No, but I think with something like Dallas, because it's becoming such a the third biggest metro, they've had such an influx of so many people coming out from different states right. that that might work. Yeah. Yeah. People, look, I mean, Chicago has two baseball teams and they support them both well. And I mean, the Cubs, I think, are the are the bigger team. But the White Sox have plenty of fans and plenty of attention. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting question. I understand why the mayor wants it. I understand why the business people would want it. But does the fan want it? Do you want another team in your town if you're rooting like crazy for yours? It's a fun thing to ponder. We'll talk about it further tomorrow. Thanks for the ride. We'll see you then. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.